This is uh, uh, Miles McPherson, the pastor of the Rock Church right here, the year 2050. <laughs> We're going to read something together. He wanted, he wanted to read the scriptures with us today. So uh, turn to Matthew chapter 1. We want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas to all the uh, visitors here and everybody who uh, can fit in. If we have people out in the lobby, wherever you are, God bless you. Merry Christmas. This is the best day of the year. Amen. It's so exciting, it's so exciting to be having Christmas again. I remember being a kid, always thinking 365 more days. Well, here we go again for the 54th time. <laughs> but I want to read a story to you, uh, um, a very short passage, then we're going to pray. And it's in Matthew chapter 1. And, and the thing about Christmas is everybody knows the story. But it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed or engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child with the Holy Spirit. Everyone say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You want to talk? Okay. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. If you are a visitor, um, when you go to heaven, we have our own section in heaven. And, it's, and you have to listen for us to say what? Jesus. Very good. So just listen to that. We'll be in that section uh, in heaven. But you, if, you, if you're not from this church, you can only come visit. You can stay in heaven just to our section. We just have that to ourselves. It's a joke. She will bring forth you a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled by the, that was spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. <laughs> Say hi to everybody. He's so chill. Meet me, Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your son. Gracias, muchas gracias por... El nacimiento de tu hijo. Muchas gracias por su amor. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your son being born. Thank you for the opportunity we have to know you as our dad. And I pray this Christmas, 2014, will be a life-changing event for everybody listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Here we go. All right, little Miles. So this is his mama, and you want to tell his story. I met her mother when she was that small. <laughs> so we, uh, we arranged them to be married. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> amen, amen. The greatest story ever, we all know the story. There were shepherds out in the field shepherding. The stars were, st were starring. The angels were singing. The manger was manging. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and Mary was screaming. <laughs> Getting ready to have a baby. And Jesus was born in a manger. And we all know those parts of the story. But there was one part of the story I want to focus on today. And the fact that the baby Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Everyone say conceived by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to just read this to you again. It says in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Say of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Mary was a virgin. Her and her husband had never been together. Her husband-to-be had never been together. And the Holy Spirit, uh, somehow supernaturally, she was pregnant by God. I don't know how, how uh, readily her parents bought that story. Because <laughs> my daughter came home and said, Dad, I'm pregnant, but it was God. I was like, I ain't, I ain't buying it. But in this story, the whole, she, she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Then it says in verse 19, her husband being a just man, not wanting to make her public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about what was actually conceived in her. The Bible tells us some things that were conceived in her, but I think there's more to the story. As a matter of fact, in Luke chapter, you don't have to turn, in Luke chapter 1 verse 35, it tells us that the Holy One was conceived in her. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So we know that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and overpowered her and not only did she get filled with the Spirit or whatever the Spirit did to her, but she got pregnant as a result of it. So we know the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and, and she became pregnant. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, it says that a child was a result of what was conceived in her. It says after this, Mary was betrothed to Joseph and they came together and she was found to be with child. So we know that the Holy Spirit conceived a child in her. Matthew 1.22 says the Holy Spirit conceived the fulfillment of a prophecy. That God would actually come and walk on the earth. It says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child. Everyone say virgin. <clears throat> and bear a son and they shall call him Emmanuel, which actually means God with us. So we also know that the Holy Spirit conceived in her a man, Christ, that would actually be God walking on the earth. And that's a big debate. Was Jesus God or a man? He was both. But as God, he accepted worship as no man should ever do. He forgave sin as no man should ever do. He claimed equality with God as no man should ever do. He actually was God in the flesh. So we know that the Holy Spirit conceived God to come into the world through, through Mary. And Matthew 1.21 tells us that she, the Holy Spirit conceived God's plan of salvation. It says, she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. And he will save his people from their sins. Yeshua, which is Jesus in Hebrew, actually means Yahweh saves. Jesus' name literally means God saves you. The Bible says that we were all created in the image of God, and we were created in the image of God to have a relationship with God. Everyone say relationship. We were not created in the image of God just to do our own thing and go to church. Just like my, my son and his wife had a baby so they can love the baby, God created us so he can love us. I want, I want to say that again very slowly and, and pause. I want you to think about this. 
When you see people have a baby, they have a baby not so the baby can worship them, not so the baby can be an object of their abuse. They have a baby supposedly so they can love the baby. God created people so he can love us, have relationship with us. But the problem is because we're sinners and flawed, we push God away. Our sinful nature makes us God's enemy. We don't want to do what God says. We don't want to listen to his word. We don't want to obey him. We want to do our own thing. So our sin pushes God away. And we push God away. We live on our own and we mess our life up. Can I get an amen? And and we don't have the power, the wisdom to get to God on our own. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You can't get to God on your own. And because of our sinful nature, we push God away. And even though we want God... And even though we believe in eternity, I've never done a funeral, Christian or non-Christian people who've ever said he's in a better place. Everybody knows that there's something better there out there. I never had anybody after a funeral go, yeah, well, you know, he's down there. I don't know. (laughs) They always say he's in a better place, which says one of two things. One, they believe there is a better place and they really want to be there. Nobody wants to go to a worse place than this. Nobody. God said, I'm going to create you so we can have relationship. But because of our sin, we push God away. I literally had a friend of mine who I was invited to church after I got saved and became a pastor. And he says, uh, I'm not going to church. And he told me if there wasn't people like me, sinners, I wouldn't have a job. And I was like, man, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the guy that pushes God away because if all your life you push God away, when you die, you know what God will say? I will give you what you want. Then you never have to see me again. God doesn't intend for anybody to go to hell. He wants you to have a relationship with him where he loves you and he, he, he comforts you and he cares for you. But our sin keeps saying, no God, no God, no God. And we can't even buy our way into heaven because your sin is too costly. We can't do good our way into heaven. We're too sinful. So what God says, I'm going to send my son Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. And the Holy Spirit conceived in, in Mary this child named Jesus who would grow up, live 33 years, never sin, and then he would die. And he would pay the penalty for your sin and my sin, and the penalty of your sin and my sin is death. So what the Holy Spirit conceived in Mary was not only a baby, but God's plan of salvation that would actually conceive before the beginning of time, but it was a baby that would execute God's plan of salvation of paying for your sin and my sin. It wasn't just a baby that we would sing songs about. And Jesus would live 33 years, he would be crucified to pay the price for your sin and my sin. That's what was conceived in Mary. But there's something even bigger than that. Say bigger than that. Say what could be bigger than that? What was conceived in Mary was an opportunity. Say opportunity. Opportunity. See, you can go to church and sing songs, go to the mall and all that kind of stuff and sing it, enjoy it, reap all the benefits of getting gifts and toys tomorrow or whatever you're going to get or some some, uh, pumpkin pie, whatever you're going to (laughs) eat. And then go with your life and still die without God and go to hell. And you even know it. Oh, yeah, Jesus died. I was born on Christmas. Da-da-da, Feliz Navidad, ba 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 You can know all that, but you didn't take advantage of the opportunity that it affords you. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You, 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 you. 
The Bible says the penalty of sin is death. Physical death in the grave, spiritual death, which is eternal separation from God because you are an eternal being. You will never cease to exist. But the Bible says that while you were a sinner, while I was a sinner, fighting God, Jesus Christ was born, lived, died for your sin and my sin, and then rose from the dead. And when the Holy Spirit conceived him in Mary, that he, was, he was conceiving the plan of salvation, an opportunity for you. Without Christ, there was no opportunity for your sin to be forgiven like that. And so Jesus came. He lived 33 years, he died on the cross, and he's extending to you today an opportunity to have a relationship. Whenever you hear the, the, the songs about a baby being born in a manger, oh, all that's great, and we can commercialize it all we want, and you can say it's a holiday all you want, but in the end, it's an opportunity. Everyone say opportunity. And the question you have to answer today is do I take advantage of the opportunity? Do I believe that I'm a sinner? I was talking to a lady one day in a, some gym, and we were talking. I was witnessing to her, and I said, you know you're a sinner. She went, oh. <laughs> she got all like that. I said, you know, what's the matter? She said, you, you call me a sinner. I said, well, it's true. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not sitting here saying I've heard you say things, so therefore I judge you a sinner. I'm saying you're a sinner because you're human. You're flawed. We think things we shouldn't think. We say things we shouldn't say. We do things we shouldn't do. Can I get an amen? amen? We want things that don't belong to us. We take things that don't belong to us. We think things about other people we shouldn't think about. We think things about God that are wrong. All those are, are, are results of our sinful nature. When God looks at it, it breaks his heart. And the penalty of all that is death. Death of relationships. Death of opportunities. Death of our health. Death of our vision, death of our love for ourself and our love for other people, death of everything God wants us to enjoy in the context of a relationship with him. And he breaks his heart. So what he said was the only way I can have reestablish my relationship with those people is that their sin would be wiped away. But they have nothing to give me to pay for their sin. So Jesus, you have to go. Jesus was born. And that was the beginning. He lived 33 years, and in his 33 years, he tried to tell people who he was and what he was there for. He, he did miracles. He healed people. He raised people from the dead. He cast out demons. He says, I come from another place to die for the sins of the world. And then he died and rose, and the Holy Spirit touched people's hearts to affirm in their heart that this was true. And my prayer is right now that the Holy Spirit is affirming in your heart that you've been brought here to Christmas Eve service wherever you are in San Ysidro and El Cajon, online, North County, that you've come to Christmas because this is what you do, when in reality you realize this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to say, I am going to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be born again, the Bible calls it. The first birth is of flesh, but the first birth is of a human. In other words, your sinful parents, not evil necessarily, sinful because they're human, gave birth to a sinner. I gave birth to a sinner. My parents gave birth to a sinner. We all give birth to sinners because we're sinners. Can I get amen? God says if you want to be my son, my daughter, you have to be born all over again. Born of the spirit of God. 
In a few minutes, we're going to pray, and you're going to have an opportunity to say, you know what, I realize that I'm a sinner. And I realize the penalty of my sin is death. But I believe that Jesus, born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Spirit, was all for the purpose of me being able to have a relationship with God. And I want that relationship with God. I want God to forgive me of my sin. I want God to renew my mind. I want God to hold me, guide me, comfort me, show me my purpose. I don't want to just live on this earth, retire, die, and go into my grave. I want to live with a purpose from heaven. And so in a minute, we're going to pray, and you're going to have an opportunity to say, yes, Lord, I want to be saved. I know that there was a baby born on Christmas, but I, I want to be born on Christmas. I want this to be my spiritual birthday. Can you imagine every Christmas you say, you know what, this is my birthday. <laughs> I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And so in a minute we're going to pray and you're going to have an opportunity. It's very simple. You have to admit one thing, that you're a sinner. Now to help you admit that, is anybody in here a sinner? Raise your hand. Look at all your friends. <laughs> you have no idea who you're sitting next to. <laughs> And just so we're really clear, is anybody in here perfect? We just want to, uh, a couple people, a couple people. So we just need to pray for those people. We need to pray for those people. <laughs> or we need to worship them. Come ye all ye worship. We will worship you. Uh, let's try that one more time. Anybody in here perfect? No, okay. How many, one more time. All the campuses. If you're a sinner, raise your hand. Touchdown. Here we go. You know, the Bible says that our, our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. We don't even know it. That our own heart will lead us to believe we're not as bad as we are. How many of you realize that you're a lot worse than you think? Some of y'all are like, nah, I don't realize that. <laughs> I'm just not that bad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think I lied when I was six, but other than that, I'm good. Ooh, ooh. The Bible says, which is truth, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Your heart wants to self-justify. It wants to blame that person and that person and those circumstances. But the Bible says that our heart is wicked beyond what we could ever imagine. But Jesus Christ loves you so much that what he did is he said, I'm going to die to pay the price for your sin. And no matter how old you are today, there are some little kids in here seven months, four months old, and there's some people in here 80, 90 years old. No matter how much sin you piled up, God will wipe it all away and have you start all over. That is a great thing. Can I get an amen? Can we get an amen for that, God? So in a minute we're going to pray. It's going to be real simple. You're going to have an opportunity to say in your heart, and I'll lead you in this prayer, but just to give you a preview, you're going to say something like, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord, that he was born, he died, and rose from the dead for my sin. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I want to be born again too. And fill me, Holy Spirit, with your presence. Amen. Let's all bow our heads. Lord, thank you so much.
for another chance. Thank you so much for another Christmas. Thank you so much that you sent your son to die for us. As the wise men brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold because he was a king, the king of kings. Frankincense because he was the high priest. And myrrh because he was going to die. But Lord, thank you so much that even though you died for our sin, you rose from the dead. And alive, you stand at the right hand of the Father praying for people right now that they will be saved. If you believe that you are a sinner, the Bible says all have sinned, and you believe that the penalty of sin is death, but you believe that Jesus loves you, that he died and rose from the dead for your sin, and you would like to ask him to forgive you of your sin, that on this Christmas day, 2014, you too would be born, but born again of the Spirit of God. If that's what you believe and that's what you want, I'm going to ask you in a minute to pray. And it's not as much the words that come out of your mouth as much as the word and commitment and faith in your heart behind those words. That you believe those things to be true and that you are ready and willing to surrender your life to the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Jesus, our Savior. So if you're ready to receive Salvation, salvation, today, right now. If you're in San Ysidro, El Cajon, North County, online, wherever you are, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. By faith, pray, dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and I believe that my sin is wrong. But I believe Jesus loves me, that he died and rose from the dead. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Come live in my heart. I want to be born again. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Thank you, God. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And by standing up, you are acknowledging publicly that you are asking Jesus to be your Savior. And then after that, I'm going to ask you to come forward and you can bring your whole family. And then after that, we're going to take communion. We're going to take communion separately at the campuses so all the campuses be prepared to do that. But in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you're standing, you're going to say, yes, Lord, I and giving my life to Christ on this Christmas day. If Jesus was loved me enough to be born, to live 33 years and be killed for me, I would love him enough to stand for him in public. So right now, eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, Lord, to, for me today, I'm giving my life to Christ, I'm going to ask you right now to stand to your feet and acknowledge his forgiveness in your life. Stand to your feet and acknowledge your, your confession. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. 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 Very good. God bless you.